good day to you, Philip de Kock signing on. It's the 30th of January. Uh, you can hear I've got a bit of a unseasonal flu, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Um, today, maybe also linked to the previous podcast, you will recall I highlighted four projects, two that went quite well and two that didn't go that well. And the point I tried to make is to say that the role of the sponsor is really critical in project or change success. Um, Today what I'd like to do is just to quickly highlight the uh, place of the sponsor in projects in general but also then change projects and then to conclude with a short overview of what I regard as important for the change practitioner, the change specialist, uh, in their role of influencing the sponsor and for that matter the steering committee. So let's just briefly um, review what the sponsor is and what the typical role of the sponsor is. The sponsor usually is mandated by the top client or the top management to look at changes. In other words, top management go to their annual uh, breakaway, they decide that they're going to change the strategy and in relation maybe to a lot of projects for that matter, but also then let's say they want to modernize information management. They then uh, appoint a sponsor, they say there is a case for this Um, and the sponsor becomes immediately the custodian of that business case and the sponsor then would create a mandate for a lot of specialists, a project team, internal and external to the organization to take that business case to flesh it out and to transform it into a project, Um, in our case a change project. Now, it will obviously be a multidisciplinary team, but one of the very important members would be the change practitioner, sometimes called the change manager or the change specialist. And the relationship between the uh, sponsor and also that change practitioner is a very important one. What the sponsor does uh, with the steering committee is first of all, as I mentioned, to create the, uh, the mandate um, aligned with the business case, which is eventually aligned with the strategy of the organization. But they also have an overall role as high-level change, change leaders. Um, they need to mobilize and com- uh, influence and communicate to stakeholders out there what this project is all about, how is it going, if there are challenges they need to communicate, how they're dealing with challenges, if they are successes, they need to communicate that and they also need to communicate progress. So interaction, influencing, dialogue and communication in general from the steering committee is very important. The second part 
is then to play a overall monitoring role, not managing the exchange projects, but monitoring whether uh, the project team is still within scope, if there are scope changes that it's properly considered, uh, approved at the right levels, and then related to the scope, the financial part, whether it is still within budget or if there is over expenditure to motivate it properly and again to integrate it into the larger whole, um, the larger organization, uh, specifically top management. And eventually they will then play a role in reporting back and say this is a successful project and for this reasons because we achieved XYZ KPIs and the changes are now sustained. Um, by implication, this also means that from a leadership perspective, they will play a key role in making sure that they mobilize the right resources, uh, that the right uh, training is available, that these, the enablers uh, to sustain the changes. So a high level change leadership role. What the change practitioner does is to make sure, first of all, that they have the correct level of interaction with the sponsor and also the steering committee. The second is to influence them and to develop the tools, the techniques, the plans, like for instance a communication plan, so that the steering committee can play their rightful role and then thirdly, to make sure that where there's a need for coaching, uh, a need for mentoring, um, that these individuals, the sponsor and the steering committee, um, really get that. Um, it doesn't mean that the, the practitioner needs to do it themselves, but at least they need to be able to help the steering committee to uh, get the right training, the right development. Because you have to remember, these individuals are often um, people who come from the business. They do not necessarily have the skills, the knowledge uh, for this kind of thing, uh, and therefore one must make sure that they can do it. The requirements from the practitioner side. So what does the practitioner need to be able to do? The first thing is they must have the correct status, the correct experience, the level of self-mastery to interact with the sponsor and the steering committee. Uh, the reason for that is that the sponsor often or most of the time for that matter, with the steering committee, are really very senior people. Um, they are people who are busy, they have a normal role, uh, doing the run of the uh, mill stuff in the business, but they're also now responsible for these changes into the organization. Um, I always say that you need to have the right level of gravitas, and it must be seen as such. Um, else you're not just going to be sidelined. So gravitas, and th that also implies that you have to have a lot of self-awareness. Um, many, many years ago, 
when I was still a young practitioner, somebody said to me one day, you know what, you're a lightweight. And I obviously was very hurt. But looking back at it today, after I've gained many years of experience, I realized I was. I was not able at that point in time to operate at the level of a general manager or a vice president, senior vice president. So that gravitas is important and you need to be sure that you can operate at that level. The second and the last thing, and this is possibly as important, is that you need to be able to establish the kind of relationship uh, that you can dialogue with specifically the sponsor, but also the steering committee in general. And what I mean by that is not to exchange information. When you sit in a meeting or a forum or whatever, then the aim is to exchange information, to report back, etc., etc. But when you deal with very specific problems, big challenges, you need to be able to find the time and to create a space where you and those senior members, the sponsor and the team, can sit back and really dialogue. And again, it relates to your own gravitas and your ability to influence, your ability to articulate and to have such a relationship with those individuals that you can do it, where they can sit and listen and say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Let's talk about that further. Let's dig deeper into this thing. Let's put the time aside to have this kind of dialogue. Sometimes your sponsor will just not want to do that or have the ability to do that. If they don't have the ability, you must slowly influence them and see if you cannot change that. But very important, I mean, I had a sponsor at the vice president level. All she wanted to do is for me once a week to go in to our report back meeting and she was very happy where I can just point by point say one, two, three, four, five, uh, this is what we're doing and she was happy but I could never engage her into a deep discussion where she could sit back and not jump up and start explaining on the whiteboard and that creates problems down the line because you are the specialist in terms of dealing with the changes etc etc and you must be able to get the help to get the opinion, etc., etc., but in a way that you can dialogue, not in a way, a superficial way, where merely information is exchanged. So let me conclude with that for today, and uh, I hope to uh, see you very soon, and also trust that you will uh, listen to my other podcasts. Thank you.